Courage to Lead, episode 135. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Brought to you by IB4E Coaching, business coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Hey, Coach Harlan here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week. Um, I'm having a great week and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today. If you're a business owner and you find yourself saying things like, I work so hard on my business and I don't take home the income I thought I would, or I'm so busy running my business, I don't have time for anything else, or I feel so alone running my business. Well, then you need to connect with my guest today. Jordan Ilderton wants to be your holistic CFO. Her approach is different than that of most CPAs and bookkeepers. She partners with a handful of business owners who want to grow and expand their businesses. Jordan believes this is a more comprehensive and holistic bookkeeping CPA experience. Jordan works with so many business owners who truly give their heart and soul to their business, and they do not see the returns. They receive the financial reports, but don't know how to read them. They hear numbers and percentages, but don't know what to do with the information. And they spin their wheels and are not where they thought they should be. Jordan decided to use her training and experience to partner with entrepreneurs to increase profitability and grow their business. Jordan wants to help you understand your money so you can make more of it. Jordan, welcome to the show. Hi, Harlan. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, uh, this is going to be exciting. We uh, we met on Provisors, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. In the Atlanta group, the Midtown One group. Um, and I, the minute we started talking, I, I read some of your stuff online and saw your website and stuff. I decided, hey, I really want to have you on the podcast. So I'm glad you were able to to come out and make it. So you do more than just the monthly, I mean, you do the monthly bookkeeping type things, but you're doing so much more now with advisory, right? Helping the businesses. Tell me a little about that. Yes, I'd love to. Um, So I started my business and it was bookkeeping and that was just a result of my background. I, you know, graduated with an accounting degree, went into public accounting, did the CPA thing, kind of like Everyone does, um, not really thinking about it, just going with the flow. And then had, you know, the layoffs in 2008 and went and worked in industry. And I just thought if I have another, you know, interview for accounting, I'm going to gouge out my eye because that company was going to go under and, you know, everything was just crumbling. And I had my quarter life crisis and actually went to nursing school. So I did that for a few years and did NICU and dermatology, which are both very detail oriented and was working as a nurse when I had my first daughter six years ago. And that was the catalyst for starting my own business. So my first job in public accounting was the small business department. We did QuickBooks desktop. And I think every accountant CPA should work in that sort of department to begin with, because it was just such a great foundation for understanding business and the flow. And I felt like it just, was a great foundation. So I had that, had my daughter and a CPA friend was like, Hey, we always need bookkeepers. You should start your own business. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is what I should have done years ago. I didn't have to do the CPA thing, but you know, we all get to our own, you know, path and it was all brought me to where I am. So I did the bookkeeping. And after years of doing that five years, I realized that it just wasn't enough for the business owners, like I felt very useful and I felt that I was serving them in a really great capacity, but just knowing them as, you know, people in my neighborhood, as parents at our school, I just knew that they were drowning. And I'm so lucky that I have a foundation in 
accounting that it helped me run my business. But, you know, they're all looking at me like, I'm not a numbers person. I'm not an accountant. Like I love making, you know, LSV golf carts, you know? And so that whole aspect of it was just lost on them. And I just saw a need to help, you know, I really want to just help people and be a service. I'm an Enneagram one. I don't know if you know anything about them, but yeah. my whole thing is to serve and be of service. And, you know, that's just how this kind of evolved. That is awesome. Very cool. Well, I definitely want to learn more about um, how you got your start, who you work with now, some of the things you're helping them with. Um, but before we get started, I've got 10 questions that I'd yes. like to ask each one of my guests. These are questions made famous on the TV show Inside the Actors Studio, where the host James Lipton asks these questions of his um, Hollywood stars from TV, film, and stage. And I figure if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests. So, Jordan, if you're ready, 10 questions for you. Question number one, what is your favorite word? Favorite word is faith. I have a little angel card here on my desk that says faith and I keep it there. Um, and it's just a good reminder. Nice. What is your least favorite word? I don't even want to say it. It's stupid. <laughs> do not like that word. I do not like my children saying that word. We were having issues with my six-year-old saying that. And I'm like, I would rather her be saying cuss words than to say that word. <laughs> That'll come soon enough. Don't push it. Yeah, okay. that's true. Yeah. Question three, what turns you on? A good smile and laugh. Nice. And what turns you off? People on their phones when you're trying to communicate with them or talk to them or just any interaction with them, even if it is super important, you know, just to at least let someone know that it's really important. Because if you're just on your phone, I don't know what you're doing. It makes me think I'm not important. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you on that one. Okay. Question five, what sound or noise do you love? My kids laughing and giggling. Nice. And what sound or noise do you hate? Leaf blowers. We <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> yes. Oh, they drive me bananas. Absolutely. All right. Question seven, what is your favorite curse word? I don't even know if I can say it. Can I say it? You can say it starts with, rhymes with. GD it. Um, I feel like God is with me, which I've, apparently it's like a bad one. But I'm like, I feel like God is with me when I say that. Like he knows I'm struggling. He feels my pain. And he's like, yeah, I'm with you. That stinks. There you go. All right. Question eight. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I would love to do art or pottery. Um, my left brain self just never went there, but I love seeing people do it. And I think it would be very cathartic, but again, I'm in numbers for a reason. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. All right. Question nine, what profession would you not like to do? I admire our teachers so much. I would never be able to do it. Yeah. Just having three kids asking me for things throughout the day makes my head feel like it's going to explode. So I don't know how they do it. Exactly. All right. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Great job Great <laughs> or job. something, you know, like that. That would, <laughs> that would be nice. Something positive. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So Jordan, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about how you got your start, how you got into, uh, and, and was this something from childhood you wanted to be into numbers and bookkeeping and stuff? Um, talk about uh, who you work with now, how you help them. And then at some point we'll transition into talking about courage and leadership. Right. Okay. 
All right, listeners, we'll talk about that and more right after this, so stick with us. Imagine having a trusted group of CEOs at your disposal. Imagine having your very own peer advisory team who could work you through the problems and questions in your business before you had to make those difficult decisions. Imagine you had a group of advisors that had your back and met for the sole purpose of making you successful in your business. What would you be able to accomplish then? Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind Group. Join my Business Success Mastermind Group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I'm back with my guest, Jordan Elderton. Thank you again for agreeing to be on the podcast. Um, so yeah, let's let's start at the beginning. I, As a kid, I never grew up wanting to be an accountant. Did you? In a funny way, I grew up, my favorite game growing up was, I'm using air quotes, starting businesses. I loved, you know, I started a equipment, a sports equipment rental company. I did uh, sold shells. I did a neighborhood agency where we did odd jobs and I had a basic PL for all of them. And it kind of made sense to me, like this was the revenue we brought in. This were my expenses that I had to pay out. And look what I got to bring home. Look at all this money. You know, of course, I made all this stuff up and we were super successful. But that was what I loved to do. And selling shells on the side of the road, I would literally think, oh, are we going to get in trouble for not having a business license? I, <laughs> as a child, I really had those thoughts. And so it makes sense that I do this. And, you know, I went to an all-girls liberal arts college. I went to Commerce College. And you have to take classes and kind of everything. And I love them all. I didn't know how I was going to choose. I knew I wanted to do something in business though. And so I took, you know, accounting principles 101 thinking, oh my gosh, boring accountants. And I got there. I mean, still the arm, the hairs on my arm stand up because I was like, my brain is home. Like everything has a place. It makes sense. Like I didn't know that this existed. Nobody in my family did this. So it was just yeah, it's just kind of part of who I am. <laughs> wow. So you just picked it up naturally? I mean, I, I had a friend of mine who he wanted to start a business uh, mowing lawns. So he borrowed his dad's lawnmower and he came home and said, dad, look at all the money I made. And his dad said, let me see your money. And he said, okay, this is for the gas you owe me. This is for the rental for this equipment. This, And he handed it back like a few dollars. And that's how Don learned everything about business, right? Did you have anybody teaching you that stuff or did you just kind of pick it up? Actually, no not like that. And my parents, basically everyone in my family worked for someone. They all are very smart people. They all have lots of letters behind their name. They're PhDs and doctors and lawyers, but everyone worked for a company and they worked for the same company for decades. My mm -hmm. mom had her PhD. She taught at college for 40 years. My dad was a teacher. He had his master's. He taught at the same school. So no one did that. And so I'm trying to teach my kids now, you know, if you make some art for me that I want to use in my business as thank you notes, you know, I'll pay you this amount. And, you know, if you want to sell some art on the side of the road, let's build up your inventory and, you know, try to get them thinking about things like that. And we have some hospitality tax coupons we deliver. And so they're like, what's this form? I'm like, it's a hospitality tax form. And this is what it pays for. And this is why. And so I'm probably trying to make up for that since yeah. no one kind of, you know, when I was growing up, that wasn't part of it. So now I'm trying to make that up on my kid's side, but no, it was just something I kind of learned along the way. That's awesome. And so then that with your schooling and stuff, now you have all this 
experience you can bring to your clients and stuff. Um, who do you work with mainly? Is, is it small businesses, um, independent businesses? They are small. They are a lot of retail and women-owned. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina, so we do have a lot related to LSVs, which are low-speed vehicles. Those are big around here. Some are solo entrepreneurs. It's just them. And some have a team of 15 or less. We have some restaurants and bars and breweries that are clients. And so those are the ones with the bigger teams. But they're still small. They're still pretty simple. You know, they don't have anything crazy in terms of um, partnership and equity and, you know, anything really extravagant with their payroll needs. We use Gusto. So it's all pretty simple and they use QuickBooks online. So those are the people that I love to work with because they really don't have resources. They're kind of too small for some of these other people and CFOs and CPAs. And I love that. Like I love the mom that's like, you know, we're meeting on Zoom in between, you know, kid drop-offs or something. That's where I feel the most useful and the most impact because some of the business owners are far enough along that they kind of don't need what I do or what I like to do, what I like to offer people. They need someone a little more like buttoned up and who's going to, you know, have a bigger staff to really serve them. So I'm more of working with the people that, you know, are doing well. They, you know, are generating revenue, but maybe they're not generating as much as they'd like. And, you know, we have a, a lot of different things we go over, but those are the people I love to work with. I feel like, you know, that I can serve the best. Well, exactly. And you, you see, as you, as you show them something, how they can grow their money or something like that, you see the light bulbs go on and it's just like, you know, it, it's exciting. I've, as a consultant, I work for big companies. A lot of times the change um, implementation projects we were on, we worked up to a certain point and then we were released from the project and the company took it over. So we never actually got to see the, you know, the culmination of all of our work. Doing this work with the small businesses, you get to see them as they learn, as they start making those changes and the impacts that it has on their, on their business. Exactly. I love it. I love the long-term clients. Some of them have been with me since the beginning of my business as bookkeeping clients. And now they come in as advisory clients and even the new ones I take on, like I go into it with a long-term mentality just because I love it so much. You know, I met with one girl the other day and she's kind of full in her business right now, but then she knows soon it'll be, you know, not as busy. So she doesn't want to do a wait list because she's scared to lose business, but it's this whole like feast or famine. And we were talking about different ideas and how she wants to grow into other, you know, areas of revenue. And it was just, just to see her face look so much lighter than it did when we started talking. Like, I just love that. And to see the change in people. I mean, sometimes we'll start meeting and I feel like they hate me, you know, they're just not really smiling and they're just kind of staring at me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> does this person hate me? And then after a few meetings, I can really see a change in just how lighter they feel and not so strapped down like the world's on their shoulders feeling. And it's a really nice relationship. Nice. Absolutely. Love. So on the advisory side, what what are you seeing in businesses? What are they what are they missing or or what are they lacking that's holding them back? I always like to start with a strategic plan. A lot of people had an idea and they went into business and it just kind of snowballed from there. As entrepreneurs, we're great at chasing the shiny ball and there's all these things and all these directions we can go to and there's social media and there's this, this, and this. And, you know, you start with one idea and then it just grows. And, you know, luckily we're in a very vibrant 
town and city. And so most of the businesses do well and they grow very fast and their strategic plan doesn't keep up with that and their team doesn't keep up with that and their systems and processes don't keep up with that. And so I like to rein it in and start there and then then we can get organized because a lot of them don't have the organization in their bookkeeping or their payroll. And then we kind of move into that area of system and processes. And so it's kind of this whole, you know, not burn it all down and start over, but get back to the foundation and focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. And I, I noticed on your website, you talk about uh, helping business owners move from being reactive to being proactive decision makers. Yeah. Why is that important? Um, and how do you do that? It's hard to, it's, you know, being a business owner, I can totally relate, especially when you have all these opportunities come out, you know, out of the woodwork sometimes. And, you know, it's having to ask yourself that question of, is this part of my vision? And is this going to get me closer? And having the, you know, first of all, the take a minute time to think about that. And then also just to have someone kind of like, hey, what is this going to look like? Um, I just think that that's, you know, important. Yeah. And then, yeah, I know business owners I work with, they're very reactionary, especially when it comes to spending. If they see money in their account, they want to spend it. Oh, look at all this money. You know, we just got paid by this client. Let's go buy a new truck. It's like, wait a minute. You've got salaries to worry about, right? Everything like that. Do you help businesses put together their their, uh, long-term financial plans and budgets? Is that something you do? We do. We work on it together. And it just depends on the client, um, you know, and depends on how far we go. A lot of them have, especially here in Charleston, they are very seasonal. And so we kind of build it, you know, based on the previous year and then based on where they want to go. And then kind of what's not, you know, I love to think realistic. And then also what's like the ideal for that time of year, because at certain times of the year, you just know it's going to be lower. And so making sure that we save during those off seasons and just creating something that's more um, maintainable through the whole year, yeah. you know, is what we really focus on. But yeah, we would, we do that together. It's not just me coming in like, Hey, I think you need to grow by this amount. Let's try to hit these revenue. Let's get these expenses down because at the end of the day, the expenses are there to serve them. And so, you know, if paying for a software or a team member is going to help them get home to have dinner with their kids, you know, then that's, hundred percent worth it. I think it's not just like, Hey, let's cut this out, but let's, you know, see what's important to us and spend our money there. Absolutely. And do you, I assume you take time to really get to know their business, know how they use their money and what's important to them so you can help them shift. Oh yeah. I'm very nosy. I'm all in there. (laughs) (laughs) Most of them, I have access to their books. Um, Even if we don't, even if we're not doing their bookkeeping in-house and they want to do it. Um, I'll usually have some questions. Sometimes they're not doing their books exactly right. And so we'll need to change things here and there. But yeah, I'll have access to their books and I know where everything's going and we know their savings goals and, you know, what they're trying to do in terms of profit savings and tax savings. And yeah, I'm pretty, um, and that's another thing is just, you, you really get to know people, even when I was preparing tax returns, it was kind of fun to just, you know, where they work, you know you know, who their kids are and what their kids do and where they live. And, you know, you feel like you get to know someone that way. Nice. What's the strangest thing you've had to, had to work through or, or fix in a company? Hmm, that's a good question. I could tell you the most common thing, just 
basic bookkeeping is not matching the deposits to invoices. That's always a big thing. I've seen definitely not business expenses run through, you know, that are like just screaming with like big red, you know, flashing lights around it. I've seen, uh, you know, office supplies account set up as a bank account on the books, you know, I've seen everything. And so I love to tell people I've seen it all. It doesn't matter. Just come as you are. We'll figure it out, get it straightened out. Um, and then just in terms of the craziest things, a lot of business owners just not paying themselves. I mean, it blows my mind how much people will work. And then at the end of the year, they're like, I guess I should pay myself a salary. And I'm like, what? How <laughs> that are you is living? huge. So many business owners don't pay themselves. They, I mean, they're trying to be good stewards. So they, they pay their people, they pay their bills, they pay their uh, vendors and their contractors and everything like that. But when it comes to paying themselves, that's like the last thing on their mind. I don't understand how they, how they stay in business. I don't either. And it's it, part of it is I kind of think that that's how they're programmed to think like that it needs to be a struggle and that it needs to be hard at least, especially in the beginning. And then maybe as they grow, they don't lose that scarcity mentality that, you know, they hold on to it because it's so easy to do when you're starting out as like, I got to do everything myself. I got to save money. And then as you grow, it's still hard to relinquish that. And like, who? it's okay to pay someone to do this. It's okay. You know, we're smart about it. We use our numbers and we, you know, we're not just like paying ourselves just to spend some money, but yeah, I think it's just also that scarcity mindset that just keeps yeah. going. And see, I'm a big Mike Michalowicz fan. Uh, he has the books Profit First and Fix This Next, um, Clockwork. One of the things he says in Profit First is we're taught in school that revenue minus expenses equals profit. And he says that is totally backwards. Revenue minus the profit equals your expenses. That does two things for you. It gives you the money that you went into business to create in the first place, right? So you're paying yourself, you're setting that money aside, but then it also helps you limit your expenses. You really keep an eye on the expenses and make sure you keep those as low as possible, right? Because you're taking your profit off uh, first. So I, when I'm working with my clients, that's one of the first things we talk about is, have you written yourself a paycheck? Do you carry a paycheck? If you're doing something in the business, I have them pay themselves that amount so that when they then hire somebody to take over that piece. They already have that salary kind of figured in, right? Mm. Um, do you run into the same things with your clients? Yeah. And I love that book. I love you brought that up. That book was just a game changer for me and my business and my mindset um, and just really getting me on a schedule as well. And so that's what I love to talk to business owners about. And, you know, we kind of start with the baby steps because I love profit first and I want everyone to read it, but it is kind of, very overwhelming, especially for some of these people. They're like, you want me to go to the bank and do what? Open how many accounts? And then <laughs> how many accounts? To, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we do the baby steps and it's, ba it's based on that. And we just make it work for them because some of them eventually will get there, but it's just, it's a process and, yeah. you know, I'm not going to come in and really rock their world too much because <laughs> it's not, they're not going to do it. So really? Yeah, I love that, that you bring that up too, because it's such a great book and it's such a great mindset. Yeah, yeah, baby steps. That's the best way to do it. So uh, the podcast is about courage. Where would you say you found the courage to not only uh, start your own businesses in your neighborhood as you're a kid growing up, but then also to decide 
that this is something I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to have my own career. Right. And that, that can be scary for some people. Um, but it wasn't, I'm assuming it wasn't for you. It might've been, but where did you find that courage? It was scary. You know, it was something I always did growing up. And then I went to college and I kind of followed what my family did. It was very practical and you got a good job. And as I remember working as a nurse and I'd see on Facebook that, you know, someone I went to high school with started a business and I would get triggered. You know, I'd have this like jealousy feeling and like, what, why, why do they think that they can do that? How are they getting money? Like what, it was this whole thing that I just didn't let myself go there because like I said, my family, no one had ever done it or, you know, no one in my immediate family that I was with on a continual basis, but it was really having kids that did it. You know, it was that like, okay, I'm either going to have to send you to daycare so that I can go to work so that I can pay for your daycare but I need to go to work. It was just this catch 22 that didn't make sense. And that's when I was just screw this. Like, (laughs) you know, and it was very scary at first. Like I remember like crying, like, what am I going to do? What have I done? And, but looking at my babies, I was like, I got to make this work. I mean, there's no other way. I didn't have kids that I would just send them to daycare right off the bat. So it was, you know, I credit them for that. Yeah. And then we talk about different types of courage, right? There's intellectual courage, type of courage, the uh, the courage to set aside your long-held beliefs, to set aside the knowledge you currently have to make room for brand new knowledge, right? There's social courage, the uh, courage to say what needs to be said, even if it's unpopular, uh, moral courage, empathetic courage. For you, is there a type of courage you think is most important for an entrepreneur starting off? Oh, I mean, I think I'll, Every kind of courage you can get is hands down important. I'm reading a book right now called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. I think mm. that's what it's called. Um, and I think that's kind of that intellectual courage you were talking about. That's really about looking at creating your life and how we get on autopilot with everything, with our thoughts, with how we react to things and I mean, not this, just this book, there's lots of books out there, but about like reprogramming your mind and really and with a business owner, it's so hard to put yourself out there. You know, for me as a CPA, like I was so scared to kind of, you know, quote unquote advertise. I was always taught like good accountants don't advertise. You do good work and people will show up and, you know, word of mouth. And that was worked for bookkeeping, but with the advisory services, I needed to put myself out there. And at first it was just this, like, what are people going to think? And so doing the kind of this, all of this mindset and noticing yourself limiting beliefs and what's possible and, you know, just not putting a cap on who you are and who you can be is so important. And so, you know, whatever courage that falls into, that's what I really think is the foundation. Well, and I think a lot of business owners fall into that too. You know, this is the way I was taught how to do the business, or this is the way my boss ran the business. So I'm going to run it that exact same way. If they take over a business from a family member, they do it exactly the way the family member had done it before. A lot of times that was wrong. All they're doing is perpetuating, you know, that, uh, the, the bad habits Mm -hmm. that they have. So interesting. Yeah. Um, It's, yeah, it, it's hard to really figure out where your blind spots are, yeah. you know, that's a 
really hard part about it. Oh, that's why they hire a coach, right? Yeah. An advisor to come in and say, what am I not seeing? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we bring both of us, we bring, uh, I I mean, I've got 25 something years of of management consulting. So I look at things differently than people. You know, I'm used to, I had a teacher in school one time that I was trying to draw something and I couldn't draw it. She came over and turned the paper upside down. Said, now draw it. And you're looking at it from totally different perspectives. Like, wow, okay, now I can kind of see what I want to do. That's one thing that we bring. And I'm sure you do with your clients too. You bring your experience, your knowledge that you have from other businesses in to where you can see those things that maybe they've been staring at for years and had never noticed. Right. Yes. It's a hard part of being a business owner. Yeah. Very tough. If you were able to go back um, to your early self, earlier self, when you're uh, in college and stuff like that, what advice would you give to yourself? Hmm. I would just tell myself to trust my gut. And I don't, you know, of course I look back and I'm like, oh, I should have just started my own business out of college and just done that. But, you know, I love the process and the journey I was on. So I think trusting my gut and following intuition was huge. And just to tell myself that, yeah, it's going to be okay. Would you do anything different or would you follow that same path? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I met my husband, I have kids. I don't, I don't think I would do it differently. Nice. And you have a couple of employees working for you, right? I do. I have some subcontractors. So the bookkeepers are subcontractors. They kind of work regular jobs and then do this on the side. They are all remote. Everything we do is remote, QuickBooks Online. So it's been great. And I always thought, you know, it would just be me, Ilderton Bookkeeping. And then, of course, I was wanted to add these other services. So, you know, I couldn't have foreseen the journey. But looking back, I'm like, that. I, I could have had some help earlier on, actually. <laughs> yeah. But I was so inundated. You know, I had at least one to three kids home. And I was working, but you know, nap times and night times and Mm. at four in the morning. So, you know, if I had had a coach, that would have been great to tell me, you know, Hey, you got to create some systems and processes and get some people to help. But that just, you know, I was so just trying to get through it, get my head down and get through the work. And I loved it, but it did get to be overwhelming. So it was nice to, when I did, you know, expand just to have people come in and I'm like, Oh, that feels good. (laughs) (laughs) A <laughs> little bit of little bit of breathing room. It is. is there, yeah. Are there plans to bring them on full time? I would love to. There's, you know, I uh, eventually I would love to have like an OBM. So I would just be doing my planning before my meetings with my clients. I would do my meetings and I do my follow up, and then I'd kind of have head bookkeeper who would review the reports and review sales tax and all those things before we submit and send to the client, and then you know just kind of the OBM where we're all kind of reporting to her and I'm not dealing with all the questions and everything, you know, that's kind of my vision for one day. And then a VA where, you know, I create the social media content because I do love that. It's like the only part of my business where I get to be creative. So I love um, doing the reels on Instagram and doing stories and just kind of giving this free content out there to whoever wants to listen and, you know, kind of join in the fun and ask questions. I like that part, but it would be nice to have someone who just did it. <laughs> you know, like I create it and then they post it and repurpose it and all that. So yeah. that's my, you know, kind of goal eventually. Absolutely. No, it'll come. 
So if I was to bump into any one of these folks, your contractors you have working for you and ask them what type of leader you are, what do you think they tell me? What kind of leader are you? I would hope that they'd say growth-minded because whenever we have our quarterly meetings, I always like to know their goals, not just business-related, but personal if they want to share them because I want them to grow. I, you know, I want to grow. I want my business to grow. And I look back at some of the jobs I had, like one of my first jobs was in high school. I was 15 and worked in a retail shop and I was too young to do the register. I was supposed to be a folder and I just folded the clothes, but all the other girls were college girls and they smoked. And so in order to take a smoke break together, they'd leave me in the store. And so they had to train me earlier than I was supposed to, to do the register. So I look back at people and all of my jobs and I see how they help grow no matter what the job was. And so that's what I hope I bring as a leader to the people I work with. Nice. Yeah. I like that in a leader. If you take care of your people, they'll take care of your customers. Your customers will take care of you. Right. So Mm -hmm. very cool. Good deal. Um, And I know you have a couple of programs that you're offering on your website. You want to talk about those? I do. Yeah. I, made a masterclass. So it's 90 minutes and it's about four ways to grow your business and it's practical things. And it's also heart centered. So it's a little bit of both. So I love offering that to people, especially if they're thinking of working with me, but they're like, I don't know this girl. It's just a good way to get to know me for 90 minutes because it's me talking and, you know, kind of laying it out there for you. And, you know, I just think it's just a fun thing to do. And I also have intensives that I offer if people are like, well, I just want to come in and get some QuickBooks help or, you know, just help me kind of create a spreadsheet for a budget or some kind of deliverable that I deleted on my end and they take it home and then they run with it. So that's kind of the other option if they're not really wanting to work with someone monthly, but I love the monthly work and, um, you know, those are just my favorite. So it's finding the right people. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. So if we were to meet back up in three to five years, where do you see your business? I would be booked with one-to-one, which kind of depends on if they're a bookkeeping clients or not. You know, I kind of have this hard time like picking a number because I'm like, it just depends, you know, on how much they need. But being booked with one-to-one and most of my time goes to meeting with them, like I said, and preparing for the meetings and then having kind of the other people run the business. I love the website girl that she did my website. So I kind of have her monthly doing stuff and my bookkeepers are all women. And I just feel like I love working with this team of women and we support each other. And so that's what I'm really looking to grow and just have all these women that I support them and they support me and we're helping these clients. And, you know, it's just a very beautiful, just easy kind of natural synthesis. I don't know what the word is, you know, just um, community. Very cool. Good job. And I read on your website that one of your favorite things is singing with your daughters. (laughs) Yes. We love it. Uh, Right now we're doing a lot of Encanto, which is funny because, with three girls, you think we watch a lot of Disney, but we don't. Um, I just, I don't know. I just have tried to hold off on that as long as possible, but we love singing and we sing in the car and we sing walking down the road and yeah, it's 
Oh, and shark's teeth hunting. I don't have it on the website, but I have about cool. a thousand shark's teeth. So wow. I'm very proud of that. Very nice. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So what's next for you then? Any, any books coming out, any videos, training, anything like that? That's a good question. I would love to do a program so that people could kind of DIY this if they wanted to, you know, in terms of the strategic planning and setting up their books and just telling them stuff about QuickBooks that most people don't tell you, like, don't set up your vendor as Venmo, like change mm -hmm. it and put in a vendor, you know, just things like that, that if your point of sale doesn't put your gratuity and sales tax in your QuickBooks, you need to do this journal entry at the end of the month, you know, that kind of nuts and bolts stuff along with the strategy and organization implementing. I'd love to kind of mesh it all together somehow and offer it just, you know, to people somehow with videos and workbooks, but um, right now I'm just thinking about it. Well, at the planning stage. Yeah, very the much planning the planning stage, stage. Yeah, like just as cool. of like last week. <laughs> very cool. Well, Jordan, this has been great. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, um, find out more about your business and your advisory council, how can they do that? What's your website? It's ildertonbookkeepingllc.com. And on social media, I'm at Ilderton Bookkeeping LLC. So, you know, I started as Ilderton Bookkeeping. I don't want to change it, but we do have the advisory part now, but everything is still at Ilderton Bookkeeping LLC. Awesome. And the programs you have, they're on your website, right? They are, yes. Very good. Very cool. All right. I will make sure that all those links are in the show notes for everybody to make sure that they can get in touch with you. Yeah. And, uh, thanks again. Really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks, Arlen. I love your questions. Thanks. They're good questions. It's been fun. All right, listeners, hope you guys are taking a lot of notes, a lot of good in takeaways from here. Make sure you check out Elderton Bookkeeping LLC. Is that correct? Yeah. Awesome. Make sure you check that out online. Check the show notes. All of the links will be in there. And uh, yeah, share this episode with your family, friends, and colleagues. And stick around because there's always more coming. That's it for me, Coach Harlan, saying so long for now. <laughs>